Yo, yo, Mandzukic uh, might be included in the uh, the deal. For yeah, the I saw. I saw fucking Pariti. She's going to be in a body bag by the end of the week. Holy fuck. Manchester United just bought Bruno Hernandez. Uh, Fernandez, whatever. The fuck. From, yeah. from fucking sports. Sporting, yeah. yeah. FFP. Official. FFP. Official. FFP. Holy fuck. It's no, official? Dybala. No, Dybala. FFP. Yeah, it's official. They can't afford just... this shit. They can't afford all the wages. FFP. FFP. Fuck off. Who, who tweeted it? Um, let me see. I think Dimarzio. No, Nicolo Skira. He's like... He's yeah, FFP. FFP. Yeah, we buy fucking one Jesus' brother and we have yeah. fucking FFT problems. We, they, they buy fucking... Brutal we, buy, uh, we buy James okay. Rodriguez's left boot and we already have uh, problems. It's because of the English... It's the English <laughs> yeah, fucking that's bullshit. Why, that's, what I said, that's what I said today. I was like, it's they have they a fucking billion fucking euros to spend every summer. They've been yeah. in the most money. Welcome, guys, back to the uh, Six Side Cultural Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Enzo, Francesco, and Joe. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's going on? What's up, boys? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. A lot of stuff went down recently. Um, I think Joe and Francesco are going to have a lot to say this podcast, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, first, you know what? Let's get straight into it. Dybala to Manchester United could happen. Uh, Francesco, you can start this one off. Uh, for me, I don't understand. Juve um, management have always promised the fans and the media that uh, if a player doesn't want to leave Juventus, the player's not going to leave. And Dybala is a very vocal point, saying he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay in Juve. He wants to be like a Del Piero, stay, become a legend of the club. And uh, he's turning out to be like a Del Piero, except uh, Peritici, for some reason, is uh, forcing him out. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, and Joe, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with Pinchel over here. Uh, you know, Dybala was going to be that number ten that 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 Juve fans were the new the new number ten, the legend of Juve after Del Piero, uh, the new new person to look at. And uh, the player doesn't want to leave. I don't understand why uh, we have to get rid of him. Uh, maybe it doesn't work out in the tactics with Mariccio Sari, but uh, it looks more and more closer that the deal will happen with Lukaku coming to Juve. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I really don't understand this uh, move uh, by us. God damn it. Uh, I just, me neither. I don't understand why they would go after uh, Lukaku, especially in that deal. I can maybe see if they were going after like Pogba. But again, if Dybala doesn't want to leave and he feels like that he can fit Juve's system perfectly and that he's, they promise that he will be like that next uh, Juve legend like Del Piero, Baggio, uh even the other guys too. Uh, I just don't like what they're going to get in Lukaku as well. I don't feel like he'll be a good striker in the Serie A. I also don't think that it's a fair deal. I always, I was always a fan of Dybala and I believe that he is way better than Lukaku and that I think if he moves to the Premier League, I don't feel like he'll fit in as well, Dybala, because the way he plays... He doesn't play like the way the Premier League uh, runs and like a faster pace. And uh, also, they, they're going to add uh, Mario Mandzukic into the deal, which just came out. So hopefully, I don't want Dybala leaving the Serie A and especially leaving Juventus. But I don't want Lukaku even in the Serie A because I don't like him as a striker and don't rate him as a player. Um, I don't know, in my opinion, um, obviously, it looks like the deal is going to happen, like Joe said. Uh, including Dybala and Lukaku in the deal. Lukaku coming to Juve and uh, Dybala going to Manchester United. Um, Dybala obviously has been struggling. 
maybe the last season or two. Um, you could say it's because of the management. Uh, you could say it's about the manager. You can say it's him, whatever you want, but he's been struggling. Um, how much do you guys value him at? A hundred million? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'll value him at 80 to 85 million. Yeah. 85 million. Um, maybe 75, 80 million. Well, I look at it like this. Um, if Lukaku was in the league on, he would not be worth that much. So I think uh, Juve is getting ripped off in this deal. Uh, I think they would have to offer Lukaku plus cash, if anything, if you're going to get Dybala. Um, throwing in Mandzukic and Dybala for Lukaku. There's um, a way. Reports are coming out. Yeah. Like, the Marcio saying it, and honestly, I still don't believe it. There's no way Juventus can be that stupid to give Mandzukic and Dybala for a player like Lukaku. Um, actually, I do think Lukaku could be good in the Serie A because um, the Serie A, if you look at all the good strikers like right now in the world of Serie A, you have Icardi, Belotti, uh, Higuain. He struggles with finishing at times, but uh, I think his profile could fit the Serie A. But I don't like what they're giving up to get him. So that's just my opinion. Well, like the problem is, it's not it's not just the city I'm worried about. Uh, Juventus could could win with a a six year old playing striker for all we care. Like it's not it's not a matter of city yet. It's Champions League that's the problem. Lukaku can't even score against Europa League teams, and you're, we're gonna expect him to score against Real Madrid and Barcelona in the Champions League. That that's not gonna happen. Also, yeah, you're right there. He could struggle, but the thing is, I just think the quality of players Juve has could help him, but. Obviously, we don't know until he actually arrives at Juve and plays a couple of games, but we're just going to see what happens. But what's the point of Juve going after a striker? If their main goal is to have Ronaldo play striker and players around them, why wouldn't they just go after someone like, say if they really want to give up Dybala, maybe go after like, I don't know, maybe like a Philip Coutinho or something like that. Like someone that could help Ronaldo on the wing. Because I feel like Ronaldo up top, he's probably the best striker in the world if when he's playing up top and stuff. And I don't see Lukaku coming in because if I do, do come in, I can see them playing like maybe a three-five-two or something like that with the wing backs under Saudi. But I know Saudi likes his big strikers, and I don't understand why they would go after Lukaku if they have Ronaldo as striker. Like I just don't get it. Over this preseason, uh, Mauricio Saudi has been playing uh, Ronaldo left wing, so uh, I don't know if Higuain or Mandzukic are the players they used to be. Maybe getting a big number nine like Lukaku. Will help Sadi, but uh, yeah, I, I really, I still don't understand this move. I would just still keep Dybala over Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Dybala needs. I to like stay. Dybala. Plus, Dybala is good coming back, collecting the ball from the midfield and like going defense, and then giving it to Ronaldo or linking up with the uh, attackers and stuff. I feel like Lukaku, he's just a lazy striker, and he just stays in the box and prays to God that the ball falls to his feet, kind of like a way Higuain plays now. I remember when Higuain was with Napoli, he would always come back, collect. But as he gets older and stuff, like he just became like those lazy strikers that make their money uh, and name living in the uh, six-yard box. Yeah, the, the eighteen. Yeah, the only highlights I've seen of Lukaku is him uh, da- dancing on Instagram to, to, to music in the car. Uh, I've never seen this guy do anything special ever since his Everton days. Uh, I don't expect to see him doing special, especially with quality of defense in Serie A and Champions League. And you can't even say like. I, I know we're ripping on him. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, whatever. But I just don't see – like, he's a decent player, actually. But – because a, a lot of people are saying that he had a really good World Cup. I think you put uh, Simone Padouin striker with that Belgium team against Panama. I think he could score four goals yeah. as well. So, uh, we'll uh, see. We'll see I mean, how it goes. 
I'm gonna bring up two points that nobody's been really mentioning. Uh, I talked to Joe about it yesterday. We had like a group chat, and Joe mentioned it yesterday. One of the things, but uh, the first thing I want to mention is that okay, fair enough. If Juventus want Lukaku, whatever, <laughs> but I think it's pretty easy for you guys to sign him without giving up the bottom. Yeah, like you're selling Moisky. You're selling a uh, Cancelo. Looks like that deal's gonna go through. We'll talk about that later. But if you really do want Lukaku, I don't see why you have to give up Dybala to get him. They're not the same position. That's number one. Well, I don't think they are. I think Dybala's more of a cam. I yeah, cam. Yeah, cam and like midfield. He could even yeah. put on the wing if you need him to. Or center forward as well. But I'm sure with the money from um, Moise Keane, Cancelo, and even without that money, you can afford Lukaku without selling Dybala. So I don't see why you can't just buy him straight out without giving up Dybala. And another thing that uh, Joe mentioned yesterday in the group chat we had, he said that... Um, Lukaku is a quality striker at Everton and for Belgium. Well, you guys said he scored in Panama, whatever, but even other teams, like Lukaku has been good for Belgium. And um, at Manchester United, every good player seems to flop there. Uh, mm-hmm. I can go on forever, but Falcao is another good example because he was like one of the best strikers in the world. Went there, flopped. Alexis Sanchez flopped. I can go on forever. Di Maria as well. Yeah, Di Maria. Like, so I don't think it's just Lukaku. Um, I think he could be good in Serie A. And um, I don't know. I think he could find his class once again. What do you guys think? Yeah, I feel, I, only time will tell. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I feel like if Dybala would go to Man United, he would be another flop. Uh, I also feel that you know I've been reading reports that he doesn't want. He's been rejecting it, but you are trying to push him out. So hopefully, he keeps rejecting and that Man United falls through and the deal doesn't happen. I hope that happens. But I feel that if Dybala would go to Manchester United, he would be a flop. He would get hate by the yeah. fans like like Pogba would. Uh, last season, Pogba, you know, I think he did good. Fif- over 15 goals and over 10 assists. And he was getting blamed by the fans for most of the stuff. So, I feel like uh, a market like Manchester United, they're demanding at least 30 or 40 goals a season from every player for them to be good. And Di Maria flopped. Uh, Pogba, the first couple of years, flopped. Uh, Falcao flopped. Sanchez, you know, I, I could write a poem of all the, the players that, that flopped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if Dybala would go there, he would. I think he would be another flop. And uh, the pressure will get to him. And then uh, he won't be the player that we used to remember. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, even, um, this is the first time I've seen even um, transfer saga, like when uh, Juventus signed Ronaldo. There's some, uh, a lot of fans were happy that we signed Ronaldo. But there's that rare amount that they don't want Ronaldo at Juve and called it a waste of money. But this is the first time in, in um, for me seeing that not I haven't seen one person who's agreeing with this Dybala trade on Twitter. Everyone's no. protecting him, and that's a, that's a good thing for the fans. We're protecting Dybala, and Dybala wants to stay with us. Yep. Um, I'm just getting worried now that the story of Dybala's career could be changing and the whole narrative of uh, the next Del Piero. And um, obviously, uh, people have been saying when he's younger, well, the next uh, Messi, which all the players who are deemed yeah. as the next Messi always flop. And I'm scared he, he could be going from uh, another one of those Messi flops to uh, instead he could say the view and became a, a legend there. So. I, I think it's so, a terrible move for his career, and uh, his narrative could be changing here. I don't think he could, he'll become a, like a like those next Messi flops. I think he already lived up to like he's got the talent to become. I want to say I hate saying oh this guy's the next Messi, this guy's the next Ronaldo. I just let them live, let them finish their career, and then you judge them. This guy, but, he's gonna be. There's only one DiBala. There's only one Messi. There's only one Ronaldo. Like just right now, say. Just let them be. Let them be who they are. And I feel like if Dybala would stay in Syria, I think he'll have like that Del Piero, that Baggio impact, that Batista impact, that um, Maladona impact. Like he'll be like a great player in Syria if he stays. So hopefully, as a Syria fan, 
and as a uh, like a like a neutral Syria fan, like and a Napoli fan as well, it'll be nice to see Dybala stay in the league. I I hope so. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, up to this point in Dybala's career, he's proved to be a good system player. Um, he's played good under. He was of Conte, right, or was that when Conte left? No, under Allegri. Allegri, right? He started with Allegri. Yeah, yeah. So Dybala, yeah. obviously, the first system you guys had, Tevez was there, right, or no? He wasn't there. No, Actually, I think was left as well. Oh. Was it their first well. year? Yeah, he left as well. But he was with Pogba, and obviously they had that whole uh, on there. And whatever system I like to use back then, you guys probably know better than me because you watched Juve. But um, whatever he was doing there, Dybala was great for that first year yeah. or two at Juve. And I don't know what happened after that, but everything changed. And um, to me, he was great in that system. I think he's a good system player, nothing more, nothing less. But um, I think he stays at Juve, builds on his career, his um, experience, and... Uh, all that, I think he'll become a great player for Juve, but obviously it looks like he's heading out. So, sad to see a player like that go. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully um, not. Now let's move on. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully we can keep a player like that in the set, yeah, because we seem to lose a lot of those type of guys, like Moise Keane, which we're going to get into later on. But uh, yeah. next, uh, let's talk about the set, yeah, schedule. So, what do you guys think about your team's schedule? And, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'll start. Um for Napoli, at least, it's, it's going to be a tough uh, first few games. But I feel like tough start first three games are really tough. It's going to be at Fiorentina, then the next week at Juventus, and then coming home for a home opener against Sampdoria. Uh, it's going to be a tough schedule, but you know what they say? If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And the best is blessed, baby. I know you like that one, Enzo. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully Napoli in the first three games, I can see them going maybe. I I hope seven points, six seven points. I'll be happy with, and uh, I just want that um, game against Juventus to be a good one. So I'm I'm excited for that game against Juventus, but also nervous. So hopefully, maybe you guys could get together and watch it and not kill each other, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys want us to do like a live podcast, like live, like during the game, our reaction, uh, we can do that. We're going to look into that. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, I'll talk about Roma's a little bit. Um, I think personally, this is probably the best Serie A schedule in Roma's, not in history, but in at least the last decade. That's a great uh, schedule we have going on here. We always have a bad start and we can't seem to get it turning on at the beginning of the season. So uh, it's good to see that we have an easier uh, beginning. We have lots in the second game. Uh, I would consider that a hard game. I consider it a difficult game. To me, it's like there's a difference because you have to deal with the crowd, the intensity, and all that. Obviously, last year, I don't consider them a top-quality team. Um, I can't stand them. Um, I'm more worried about their fans than their actual team. So uh, that's just a whole um, mental uh, game you have to play against a lot, so not really a physical game. I think they're the better players, the better team, and I think we can win that game. But we just have to deal with the pressure, and I think it's good for our new players to deal with that kind of atmosphere right as they join the team. So uh, I think it's good to open the season. And we have other games like uh, Sassuolo and Bologna and all those games. So uh, I think it's great for us. And a good start. Uh, Joe, Rene, what do you guys think? Yeah, for Joe, you can go. All right. Um, even uh, Enzo knows his story. Um, I, I was hanging out oh, with Enzo yeah. and uh, I was praying um, that Juventus' first game was Parma. And the reason why I wanted Parma so bad was because um, Marito Sari, we still need to get used to a Sari ball. And I think Parma is the perfect team to get like get used to it because they're a team that Juve could beat and dominate them. But on their day, they could beat us, and like they're they're a mid-level team. So I think that's like a perfect start to the City of season is Parma. And uh, unfortunately, we drew Napoli game two, so it's really gonna test how Sadi Ball uh, 
it works and if uh, Mauricio Sarri can get that um, system working before the Napoli game so we could be our best against Napoli. Joe? Yeah, I agree with French. Uh, the first game, uh, Parma, you know, it's that, that one game that you, you could see the new tactics, how they work, uh, how the players work on the ball, off the ball. Uh, for the Monopoly game, you know, it's a little bit, uh, little bit too early to play teams like that with a new manager, new players. But hopefully, you know, the home advantage brings us uh, some luck and uh, hopefully Sadi uh, come through with uh, two Ws in the first game. Uh, I like the season because we don't really don't have no back-to-back hard games. It's usually a, a big team and then a lower team, a big team, a mid-class team. So I like the schedule too. Uh, Roma at the end of the season again. I feel like it's yeah. been like that for the last twelve years. Uh, but uh, yeah, the schedule is uh, so far. Uh, every team has a good schedule for the Serie. Huh? You know, every week there's a big game. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. the Serie schedule. The Serie is going to be a good league this year. Yeah, it's be I interesting. Uh, yeah, I can remember the last time I watched Juve Roma when uh, there wasn't snow on the ground here in Canada. To be honest, <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of getting sick of that now. Every year when we need important three points at the end, uh, we always seem to find Juve. So. Yeah, it's always the last I'm surprised. game of the season. I'm, I'm surprised Roma. we got Juve this early. We usually get them like, even like last year, we got them like mid, like mid weeks and stuff. Like not mid week, like mid uh, way through the season and stuff. So it'll be yeah. interesting. That week two is gonna be interesting, especially for Napoli because we got a tough, really good Fiorentina side in Fiorentina. Uh, the first game, I want to see what team comes out. It was like last year. It's like our schedule last year when we had to go to Lazio. The Rome to play Lazio the first game, and then come home against Milan. But in this case, it's we go to Lazio, or we go to Fiorentina, and then we go to Juve, and then we come home to Sampdoria. So hopefully, we hopefully I'm praying we have a couple new guys in the Napoli jersey before that game, those two games, and we'll see. I, I'm excited for the Serie A season, and I'm praying that this year could be Napoli's year. But with Juve in the league, it's highly likely it won't be. Yeah, and one thing I find interesting that if you go on Twitter, uh, the first game everybody looks for when the schedule comes out is uh, when does their team play Juve? So that speaks to how big of a team they are and how hard they are to beat. Because that's the first thing everyone looks at. I don't care what anybody says. Maybe like the derby, the personal, whatever. But after that, it's always no. Juventus. That, that's the no? first game. That, that's the only, for me, that's the only thing I look forward to. Yeah, Napoli no, Juve. No, no, no offense, Enzo. I, like, cause we, no, for sure. You know, you know Napoli and... Roma, we don't have like we have like a low derby, but it's not as big as say Napoli versus Juve, Roma versus Juve. Like that's any team. Anytime you get to play Juve, you gotta. That's the game you circle. Every every team circles Juve. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. But I just I don't consider Roma against anybody except for Frosinone or Lazio a derby. That to me, those are just fake derbies and made up games. Yeah, uh, I don't consider those derbies at all. To be honest, that's true. Okay. Um. Now let's move on here. Uh, Danny, we're going to let you go off for a bit here on uh, Lozano and speak about whatever you want about him. Let's go. So, <laughs> I, I'm, so since we did not uh, get the uh, signature of Nicholas Pepe, which I couldn't care less about because I didn't want to spend $80 million on a, a guy who scores against uh, French uh, farmers over there in the League One. So Lozano, I like Lozano. I like him better than Pepe. I feel like he could be a better player. And he's done it on the big stages, the World Cup. He's scored against Barcelona in Champions League, and he's played well against them. And at one point, he was also considered being uh, signed by Barcelona and stuff. So hopefully, uh, we end up getting him for $42 million for PSV. 
I know he suffered a really bad injury last year, midway uh, at near the end of the season. So that stopped uh, our talks with him because we didn't know if he was going to be that serious. But he's come back. Uh, PSV actually, guys, have failed to uh, make it to the Champions League this year, and he said that he wants to play uh, Champions League. So hopefully, uh, he comes to Napoli. We play him in Champions League, and he uh, tears up this Syria. But I hopefully we just I just wanted to conclude that signing, and I feel like he'll be like a good player under uh, Ancelotti. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've seen Lozano play before against Roma at PSV. Um, even for Mexico, I didn't get to see him a lot, so I don't know much about him. But I do know he's quick. He has some skill. He's a quality player. Um, I think his um, his traits will uh, turn out well in the Serie A. I think he'll be a good addition to Napoli. Uh, he's obviously better than Calion. I think anybody oh, is yeah. at this point. Uh, I'm sure Danny would agree because <laughs> he has to watch him every week. Um, I don't like him that much as a player, but yeah, so, got to respect uh, him. Got to respect him. Uh, yeah, I do for Napoli. Uh, getting the deal done, um, I'm not sure how difficult it'll be. I haven't really read much about it. I'm sure Danny... Yeah, so going far, more into uh, that. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, we we no, no, no. we agreed on the price and stuff. I think it will roughly be around forty-two to forty-five million. It's just the only thing that we can agree on. I don't understand why we even still have this. Is the image right? Uh, <laughs> it seems like De Laurentiis is the only damn uh, president or owner, or whatever, in the uh, the world that does an image right. Uh, I don't understand why we still have it. It's twenty eighteen. We should just get rid of it. Because if it was, if that was the case, we if God forbid we didn't have that image right, I would see so many good players come to our system, or into our yeah system and to our club. But hopefully we get the image right settled with uh, Lozano, and hopefully Mino Raiola, please, if you're hearing this, just stop being stubborn because two stubborn guys. Uh, trying to agree on the price for a player is never good in uh, De Laurentiis and Raiola. So hopefully you guys come to agreement, have a nice coffee, talk about it, and just let Lozano sign the damn contract for Napoli. And um, Dan, you just reminded me of something. Uh, uh, Francesco and Joe, you're going to be happy about this. Um, obviously, uh, you guys know I used to love Dybala. He's my favorite player a couple years back. And I just remembered something that I think back in 2014 or 2015, um, Dybala lost his rights to his image rights because he signed, I think it was a 10-year deal with some company uh, for his image rights. And then he left 12 months later, which obviously is illegal. So um, I think Dybala going to Manchester United will be very difficult now because his image rights um, aren't owned by him. Yeah, I read so, up on that, yeah. Oh, did they have released it? Uh, no, I, I saw it on, somewhere on Twitter that uh, the, the image rights could block the move to Manchester United. Oh, Which is beautiful. I didn't even see that, but I just remember back in the day that Dybala lost uh, his image rights. So, yeah, yeah. That'll be very difficult because I think forty million to get them back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a <laughs> image rights. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't see the report come out, but uh, yeah, I just remember that back in the day. So that's another thing you know I'd have to go by. But yeah, back to Lozano, uh, Joe Francesco. What do you guys think about him? Yeah, I think Lozano could be a good uh, good deal for Napoli. You know, forty forty million, forty five million is not that much. Uh, Callejon, yeah, he's, he's still the, the player that could get you those 10 goals a season, but uh, Napoli need that young blood at the right wing, and I think that if they have him, Milik, and uh, Insigne top three, that's probably one of the best top threes in Serie A. Uh, so, yeah, Napoli, you know, if, slowly, slowly, they're getting better better every year. Uh, they're adding pieces to the puzzle that they need. You know, they, their defense is set. Their midfield has been set for years now. 
and now the attack seems to be set too. You know, hopefully Milik can stay healthy because when he is, he's a, one of the best strikers in Serie A. So yeah, slowly by slowly, uh, they're getting better. Uh, and uh, I think Lozano could be a good fit in Napoli. Yeah, Lozano's a good player. I think um, I never watch him. The only time I watch him is uh, when he plays for Mexico in the national team. And I think he's one of those players uh, similar to Ochoa who always have like good World Cups and uh, they always like provide every time like the world's watching them. But for some reason, they never get picked up by a big club. And I think it'll be great for Lozano to finally move to a big club at Napoli um, with the hardest defenses in Europe, in Serie A, and just really test his strengths there and get better for his nation and uh, for Syria in general. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, those are all of our opinions on Lozano. I think we more or less all agree that uh, he'll be good for, for Napoli, more or less. Uh, obviously, have to see him in Serie A first, but uh, I think we'll be, he'll be good. Um, now we're going to play a quick little game. Uh, so I'm going to say, um, I'm going to ask you guys right now, uh, where do you think Icardi will be playing next season? And you guys have to respond in two words. So the team, and just another word that like explains why you think he'll play for that team. So okay. It'll be difficult. It's like a two-word answer. All right. So, Dan, you want to go first? Okay. I'll go. All right. So, I'd say Cardi really? and then a team and then something else. Napoli, so, biased. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Joe? <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> Francia, you can go. All right. I'm going to say Juve, desperate. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, uh, hmm. Roma. Uh, Coliseum. <laughs> Nowhere. Wandanada. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> hey, that's the truth. That's the most truthful answer. Probably someone gave. <laughs> I said Coliseum because Wanda on her Instagram posts a picture of the Coliseum every second day now. So. And that's why I just yeah. said that. Um, I said because why not? I, I couldn't think of anything. I I, I would have said Milik, but cause, uh, just because if we got Icardi, I think Milik would have been out the door. That's what a lot of reports are saying. I think that's BS, but we'll see. <laughs> and now let's move on to uh, uh, Cancelo, so Joe and Franio, which lets you guys go off. Yeah, this is another joke. This is a, this is another joke from Juve. Uh, you know, we bring in a player like we bring in a player like Delit, and then we have to sell another twenty players to to to, to just balance the books. So, yeah, Cancelo is a. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't leave. You know, uh, I was hearing the thirty forty million plus Danilo. You know, Danilo he's a yogurt. Where's he gonna play? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we don't need those type of players at Juve. You know, I I rather have Bichilio playing. Uh, oh, so yeah, that's another joke from Juve. I feel like we're getting rid of all of our talents and all of our good players. So ho- hopefully, this deal will fall through too. I was waiting for someone to say yogurt. I didn't want to say. It. I was waiting for Joe to say it. Okay, I knew you were shaky too. Just go. No, I I I agree a hundred percent with Joe. Uh, Cancelo shouldn't be a player that we're selling. Um, Juve should be looking to build build a team for the future and for Champions League glory, not replacing team. We we buy two defenders, we sell two defenders. It's the same story every season with Juve. Yeah, we bought the left best, uh, one of the best uh, young talents uprising. But we'll, we'll look at this. We're now we're selling two defenders. We're selling um, Cancelo and we're getting rid of possibly um, 
another center back, which which is a joke. It's a disgrace, especially since our right back situation is going to be the worst in not not even in Serie A uh, in in the world. I think we're gonna have the, the worst options. We're gonna have Danilo, Dechilio, and Cuadrado. Those are three have you options. Seen play? I've never seen anything more worse. I've never seen anything worse as as right back options. And it's a it's a disgrace. If Cancelo wants to leave, that's a different story. Kick him out the door, but at least replace him with someone of uh, like a Kyla Walker or Ricardo Pereira, so, someone of uh, talent wise. Not watching guys at right back playing uh, right striker and not coming back to defend. It's a it, it's a shambles in the league right now. Yeah, um, Dan, you want to go off on the Cancelo there too? Um, for me, I just I don't understand why. Um... Out of all the teams, Man City, we want him. Even like we we all know, like our buddy, he's a Man City fan. He even says sometimes like he questions why because I still think Kyle Walker's probably maybe the best right back in the BPL and when he plays. And Cancelo, he'll be good at Man City. Don't get me wrong, but I would I would if Juve really wants some, I would try and do like. A swap deal with like a right back, like maybe like someone who will start, like for Juve after, like not Danilo, because Danilo, that guy hasn't been good since uh, he sat on Madrid's bench for a living, and I feel like if they did do a swap, I think Kyle they should have offered Kyle Walker, not Danilo, because at least Kyle Walker would have helped uh, Juve's defense out. And I don't see Danilo or whoever they offered helping uh, Juve's defense out. And they'll still buy a right back because I still feel like their right back situation is going to be worse. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would be happy if this happened. I wouldn't even care at this point if Hughes would have gone to uh, Juve because I know Sarri really liked them. And he always played better under Sarri because uh, at Empoli and Napoli, he, he was always better when Sarri was coaching. So I wouldn't mind seeing like a huge side going to Juve if that deal ends up going through, saying Danilo comes and whatever. But I, for me, this deal doesn't make sense. And I just feel like Cancelo should just suck it up and play at Juve if he has to. <laughs> if it's like a problem with the management, I think he just should suck it up because Juve is a top club, same as Man City. But I feel like he's better under in the Serie A than he would be in the BPL. Yeah, you guys all made good points there. Uh, I can really, I can't really say much about Cancelo. I'm just going to leave it at that. You guys talked about everything pretty much. Uh, now let's move on to uh, Cutrone and Moiskin, both moving to England. Uh, I'm just going to go off a little bit here. So obviously, uh, Cutrone went to the Wolves and Moiskin went to Everton for $40 million. Uh, How much did uh, Cutrone go for? Uh, it was sure. 16? I think 16.5. 16.5. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I could uh, be wrong. I could be wrong. It's was it, or maybe it was a twenty-two. I think it was twenty-two. Sixteen point five or twenty-two. I wanted two. Pretty big difference, but I, I no. can't remember. <laughs> I remember someone going there for cheap. Today, I read something. Someone going to the BPL for cheap, and then Cutrone. I know he went for cheap. Let's just say that it was a yeah, cheap well, like deal. Well, either way, uh, they're both gone from the respective teams. So uh, obviously, Cutrone left AC Milan to join. Uh, I almost said Everton. Join the Wolves and uh, Moise Keane with Everton. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I'll start with Keane here. Uh, Keane, uh, people knew about him and said, yeah, for a couple of years now. You know, he's that 16-year-old who played for Juve, whatever, a couple of years back. And uh, obviously, he grew. He went on to Verona. And obviously, he went back to Juve this year from alone and uh, played a couple of good games there. He scored almost every game he played in for a while there. 
And obviously still young. People tend to judge, uh, judge young players too quick. Uh, but Moise Keane, I think he'll be good in the Prem. He plays quick and he has good finishing. So I think it'll be good there. Good for him to grow. Mm-hmm. I wish Juve had a buyback clause. It'd probably be better for them. But uh, they said that they had um, a, a verbal agreement. But uh, I don't believe in verbal agreements. Uh, whatever's in the contract is uh, what I believe in. Um, he was good um, before Piontech came, but uh, after Piontech, uh, I think Cotona has more letters in his name than the amount of goals he scored. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Cotona, obviously, he's still young. I'm not gonna be hard on him. Uh, I think he's a good player. He's still they young. both are. Yeah, both are great talents. Yeah, uh, I don't think the uh, BPL is or not BPL EPL is for him, and uh, I think he should have stayed at Milan. But obviously, with uh, that new guy, Leo, what's his name again? Oh, From, Rafael uh, Leo. Rafael. Rafael Leo. Leo. He came uh, to Ace Milan a couple of days ago, and uh, yeah, there's no room for him. And yeah, I don't think it's a good move for him. But for Milan, they should have buyback option, of course. I think they yeah. should have had that. I think it was a bad deal from Juve and Milan, in my opinion. But uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, very uh, bad, very yeah. bad deals from both teams, uh, especially Juve. You know, our team is uh, our strikers are very old. You know, we got Ronaldo, 35. Mandzukic over 32, Higuain 31. You know, we needed that future striker to, after these guys left, to be to be that number one player. So, yes, I was okay with felling him, but having a buyback clause back, when we don't have that. Uh, I feel that if Moise Keane will develop in the player that we're hoping he will be, Real Madrid or another big BPL team will snatch him up. I think that this is the end for him at Juve. You know, verbal agreements, like Enzo said, I don't believe in that. Uh, you know, Something that's on paper is more is going to be more uh, more uh, important than something that you said. So that's a that was a bad deal, you know, forty million, yes, but we have no buyback clause uh, for Crotona. Another bad, it was another bad deal. Uh, I feel that Moise Keane will be better in the BPL than Crotone will. Uh, at Milan, he never really got that that uh, scoring touch. You know, he would score one game and then he wouldn't score for five. Very inconsistent. Uh, so they don't have a buyback clause either. So. Uh, Maybe one day these guys will be back in Serie A, but not for a while. Yeah, I feel like both deals were not the greatest for both clubs, like Juve and Milan. Um, I always wanted Cutrone at Napoli. I felt like he would have brought that Milik and presence as a backup, say, and he could have been our future striker or our striker just in case uh, Milik got injured. I always liked Cutrone as a player, and I feel like he'll fit in perfectly at Wolves since they're a young team, and they got great, great attackers and a good midfielder. And uh, for the Keane deal, uh, Juve just, I don't know what Juve were thinking, all honesty. I feel like that Keane was their future, oh my God, a future uh, striker. And now at Everton, he's got Rich Arlson, he's got uh, Sigurdsson, uh, he's got a really good group to uh, help support him, and hopefully they both do well at Syria in the BPL, and uh, hopefully we'll see him for the national team uh, in the future. Yeah, but obviously, yeah, we hope they do well. Um, they're both Italian, obviously, and I'm not a fan of selling Italian products to other leagues, but uh, I think in Moise Keane, I think he'll benefit more than Cotone will. Uh, I think he fits in perfectly, as I said before, and we'll just have to see what happens. I think we'll be back, like Joe said, but not for a while. Yeah, no, um, Moise Keane, um, I think, um, I'm going to be honest here, I'm, I'm going to say, um, I think Paritici is an Inter fan, I, I, don't, I don't see him, uh, 
taking care of Juventus the way he should be. It's his first year in charge, and already he's making so many moves that uh, Juve fans don't agree with and uh, are very disheartening. Uh, I like the fact of Moise Keane moving on from Juventus and getting playing time that he deserves so he can develop as a player. But uh, what's this verbal agreement? It means nothing in court. It means nothing on, on paper. You need a paper agreement saying there's a buyback clause for this much. The verbal agreement, oh, we have a good relationship. That means nothing. In a few years' time, it could be a new president where you don't have a good relationship with. I, I think that, that was very stupid. Uh, Cutrone, I think uh, his time was up at Milan. He barely played when Piontek came. He's not going to play now, especially since Piontek's on form. Uh, him at Wolves under um, the, the Portuguese manager, I think Nuno is his name. He's um, proven himself as a great manager in the BPL. And Wolves is a very exciting team to watch. So I think he'll um, get a couple of goals in the BPL. It's not as hard as the um, Serie A. But all in all, I think uh, both players deserved a move away from the clubs for playing time, but both should have got a buyback option. Yeah, you raised a good point there. Just like I mentioned before, uh, the verbal agreement. Uh, I think the verbal agreement is the stupidest thing in the history of the sport. Uh, verbal agreements mean, uh, I'm just, I don't care if I swear, it means fuck all, honestly. Uh, what the fuck is a verbal agreement? Uh, I could tell. Uh, I could promise he'll give you uh, ten bucks if you buy me uh, this drink here, and then the next day I don't have to give it to you. Do I? It's not written down in paper. I won't get sued. Nothing. Yeah. So uh, I think a verbal agreement is idiotic, idiotic on uh, Uba's behalf, and uh, yeah, I think it's just really stupid. And um, I think Moise Keane. I don't see him ever returning back to Juventus. Honestly, I think he will. He will come back to Serie A, but I don't think he'll come back to Juventus. But you never know. Only time will tell, as we always say. Uh, now let's move on. Uh, Nangolanta Cagliari. Uh, want to talk about this first, Danny? Can I just say what a downhill career he had from mm. being on top, the top of his game at Roma, being somewhat consistent at, at Inter for his first few games, and now going back to Cagliari where it all started. Uh, I feel like it's a good move for him because Cagliari is an up-and-coming team. And they need to replace a Barriello. And with the additions of uh, Nandes potentially coming in, Rudol coming in, and now Raja, uh, it's going to be a good midfield to watch out for. They also have a decent striker up top in Pavolotti. And I feel like it's going to be a good move for Raja, and it's going to be a good move for Cadity uh, and also Inter because they, I know they want him and Icardi gone. So everyone, it's, everyone's a winner in this. But I just seen, I just, it's sad to see his career going downhill like this? Um, I'm going to jump in real quick. Uh, obviously, uh, I was a big fan of Uncle Lon until I went to Inter or whatever, but uh, even at Inter, he annoyed me, but I never really hated him. I, I've always loved Uncle Lon. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Obviously, off the field, is a different story. He does some stupid stuff, but uh, I'm happy for him. Um, I don't see this going downhill. Obviously, as you age, you, it's like normal. You're going to go down. So it makes sense to me. Um, currently sick to Cagliari which he considers home so it's good for him he gets to play at home and um, yeah I think a team like Cagliari can help out the younger players and uh, I think it's just nice to see how uh, Barella went to Inter where he was and uh, he went to Cagliari where Barella was because I see Barella as like the second coming in Angola same play style box to box mid um, obviously Barella has to work on the shot which I think is horrendous similar to Matuidi but uh, and that's not what we're talking about here uh, I'm just happy for him yeah, it's a good move for uh, Raja Nangalan to Cagliari. Uh, we got to still see him in Serie A, to, not uh, a Roma or an Inter, but uh, still a Serie A team. 
so he wanted to go back home. Uh, Inter gave him that. He went to Cagliari, and it's uh, still good to see him in Serie A. Jasko? Yeah, um, I think um, a little disappointed from him. I uh, was excited to see him at uh, Fiorentina. I think that would have been such a great move. But I think for him, like his personal reasons of him wanting to go uh, to Cagliari and considering that his home is uh, even better because um, at the same time, um, when you think of uh, certain teams, like when he was at Inter, you don't you didn't think of Nangolan, you thought of Icardi. When you think of Fiorentina, you think of Chiesa. So now when you think of Cagliari, you're going to think of Nangolan. And I think that's uh, great oh. on his behalf. And uh, he's going to make a lot of fans happy, make a lot of jersey sales there. Yeah, honestly, I might even buy his jersey, to be honest. Uh, I love Raja. I'm glad uh, he's going back home. And uh, I hope everything goes well with his wife. And yeah. I think there's that's... no better place uh, to take care of her than home. So That's the main thing for him. I know it might be, it's going to be a tough season for him because of his wife, which I totally agree. Like, I understand why. So hopefully he has a good season for her and just everything. We all pray for her to like recover and get back to her full strength. Yeah, and a club like uh, Calgary takes pressure off him too, so he can focus more on his wife as well and doesn't have to. Yeah, I'm 100. Yeah, team now, like how do they really think about it? Yeah, but I'm just talking about like fan base wise because obviously yeah, no, San Siro, the pressure is crazy. Even the so it's fans good for him. are outstanding too. Like they got for like a lower league team. Like a lower-seeded team. They got one of the best fan bases in Italy, too. Yeah, for sure. They have a, a great amount of passion, but obviously the population is much different. Than yeah, they're going to treat them like a, like a Messi or something. They're going to treat them good. Yeah, for sure. And Especially now that he's coming back after a great couple of seasons at Roma. And Inter, not the best of years, but he did score important goals for them. And yeah. He's the reason why they're in the Champions League right now, because of that goal. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him, and I hope everything goes well. Yeah, I see um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, uh, I just want to go into the Kevin Prince Boateng back in Serie A. So, playing for Fiorentina now, seeing how that system is going to work out for them. Yeah. I never rated him as a good player anyway, so there's nothing, I, I'm not worried about him. But it's just weird how you go from Frankfurt to Swasolo and then Swasolo to Barcelona. That move, that move <laughs> caught me by surprise. And now you're going back to Sassuolo, yeah. but then to Fiorentina. I'm going to yeah. Fiorentina. Uh, I just, I never rated him as a good player. And I feel like Fiorentina is, uh, I want to say he's a, it's a big club for him. It's a bigger club than him. I feel like he would he would have been better staying at Sassuolo because they got at least, now they have a good attacking force with uh, Barardi, uh, Caputo. They still got Babucar. And I feel like Boateng could have been that missing link that Sosolo needed to help boost their attack. At Fiorentina, I don't see him starting. I just see him coming off the bench, maybe as like a semi-minute guy coming in for oh. Simeone if he's tired or something. And yeah, just I don't see him as a good striker. I think his brother's better than him, I'll honestly, but we'll see how the move uh, works out. Okay, let's just be honest. He's finished. That's all I got to say. He's finished. I, th- I think he's like a Storado almost. He's just like a meme in the city. He's, yeah. like a, he's, he's, like he's like an Alessandro Matti. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to say about <laughs> him, you know, coming back Joe, to the city. He's like a Gerardino. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a guy that's collecting money, going from team to team. You know, next year he's going to be on a new team for sure. Yeah. Don't be surprised if he's like on the uh, body or something. He's going to be year. on Genoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, oh, a report just came out of Fiorentina and uh, Boateng right now. Oh, God. And what's, let me read it real quick. Director Giancarlo Antonio, praise new prize. Um, he's just saying that um, he wants players at Fiorentina to stay. Like the whole narrative of when you go to a young team, you have to go to a big team right away. And he's just saying that he wants his players to stay and like, he wants them to leave. Like, kind of like Kiaz, I'm probably referring to there because obviously Juve won him. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. And also, they, I, I read a report that uh, Simeone might be out the door soon to Cadity. Uh, oh, I know wow. Cadity were looking to boost their, boost their attack and inquire Adam Unas from Napoli, which I won't be happy if they do, and uh, Giovanni Simeone from Fiorentina. So look out for that news coming out soon, hopefully. Hopefully Simeone stays because I really like him as a striker. And if he does leave, I hope he comes yeah, like to Simeone. I hope he comes to Napoli. All honestly, if he leaves uh, Fiorentina, because I'll take I'll take him and his dad with open arms. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what uh, Simeone does with his career. Yeah, um, so I think that's it for this podcast. Um, my phone is at five percent and it's about to die, so <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to end this one. And we spoke about pretty much everything. Um, the next podcast, we'll probably know uh, Dybala's future. We're going to know a lot more. I'm sure other chances to go through. There'll be a lot more to talk about. Um, obviously, we're just anticipating the new season. We can't wait. Uh, can't wait to react to more games. It'll be a lot yep. of fun. August 24th. Yeah, it's going to be a fun season. And uh, we can't wait. So, it's going to be uh, stressful the first few weeks for all of us. So hopefully we're, hopefully we're friends by the time September comes. Let's just say that, guys. <laughs> yeah, and the last – well, all the podcasts up to now, we've all been pretty uh, – good but obviously when the season starts uh expect some uh digs thrown in the podcast in the future and uh yeah it should be fun yeah it's gonna be good yeah let us know let us know on uh twitter if you guys uh want us to do the live podcast during the big city i games like napoli juve juve roma like all those big games roma lazio yeah for sure leave questions <laughs> anything like that we'll, we'll get we'll get into it <laughs> all yeah. right guys uh we're ended here uh obviously we're on twitter at six side culture um can uh, listen to this podcast elsewhere on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other platforms. Just search up Six Side Culture. Um, your Twitters, you guys want to shout them out or Instagram, whatever. Uh, my my uh, and- Twitter is uh, Napoli underscore ten oh seven. You can tweet at me any sport, not even just soccer related, football, hockey, whatever. Uh, I'll get back to you most of the time. And uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, I'm at uh, on Twitter at Pure Romanista or at underscore Pure Romanista and uh, Francesco Francesco you there? <laughs> and he's not there uh, he's not and sadly <laughs> took him over took over yeah, yeah Francesco's gone <laughs> he went to oh boys my, oh. my thing just cut oh, out to uh, see uh, there laughing. yeah no I'm uh, at Francesco D27 or you can just DM the Six Side Cultural account. Just say, you want to talk to so-and-so from the podcast. Opinions on this. Um, Joe, how about uh, you? want to shout anything out? Uh, Twitter, I, I, I don't got Twitter. Uh, and for Instagram, Joe underscore Musk 08. And there you go. Those are our social medias. If you want to contact us. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. My phone's at 1%. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see thank you, guys. guys. Thank you. Later. Yeah.